So in today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to look like an expert. I talk about this a lot in my course and in some of the things I'm doing. And the reason I'm so excited about it is because I don't think a lot of people realize that the journey of you going through the process and learning and failing over and over and over is actually what makes you an expert. So seven years ago when I started my blog, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I only knew that I was passionate about parties and home decor and sharing things about my life and things that I found interesting. And it didn't take very long. Well, that's not true. It took a good four years for me to realize that my my gift, my thing that comes so easy to me is events and event planning. But in the beginning, I kind of felt like I had a lot of passions and a lot of talents. And in a lot of ways, I still do. But as soon as I could deliver on that one niche, that one thing that people really liked hearing from me and hearing about, all of a sudden, so many doors and so many opportunities started opening up. But I didn't start out as this expert. I started by putting myself out there and failing and trying again and getting up and trying again until I finally figured it out. So here's five tips on how to look like an expert, even if you are a very beginning novice beginner. I don't know how to say that anymore as a beginner. Beginning beginner, starting out. I think the first tip that I'd have is don't say I'm a beginner, right? It's like the telltale sign of, you know, somebody coming in to a new restaurant and the server's like, it's my first day. You're like, great. We don't have a lot of faith in you now. You don't need to lie, but just don't say it's my first day. Don't say I'm a beginner. I've never done this before. Just pretend like you have. I, I think the term fake it till you make it is really applicable in this sense where you can just try your hardest to make it look like you do know what you're doing and kind of go from there. Tip number two is to refer to yourself in your sales copy when you're writing, especially when you're interacting with potential customers and putting out bids. Instead of saying I, 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 you want to use the term we. We would love to take care of you. We can do this. We can do that for you um, versus I can do this. I can do that. Now, there are times where this is inappropriate. If you literally are a one-man band and you have no one helping you at all, you know, again, don't lie. But if you have hired any sort of an assistant, even if your husband or kids are helping you with things, they are essentially part of your team that's making this happen. And so if you're doing any sort of order fulfillment and getting things done, you can absolutely call yourself we, and it just adds a little bit more legitimacy to your business and to people who are onlookers. So again, never ever lie, but referring to yourself and your team as we is another way to come across looking like a little bit better than just somebody who's barely beginning and starting out. Tip number three is make sure that you have the abundance mentality versus the scarcity mentality. So the abundance mentality is all about recognizing that there's enough for everyone versus scarcity. And I'm sure you've heard this story before in episode two, but when I started doing dance parties, um, this other person who was doing dance parties in my same area came out of the woodwork and emailed me and basically said, you need to stop doing this. And I can't imagine the reason besides, you know, she felt like 
That was her market that she had created it. When in reality, like dance parties have always existed. Like I've done dance parties in my kitchen since I was five years old. So nobody owns dance parties. You know, there's room for everyone. And another good example is like, how many of you use purses or handbags? Like I own multiple handbags and new handbag companies are coming out every year, all the time. There's always something new that's out and about. And I, you know, I have more than one purse. So it's just kind of like that. Like if you think that there's not enough, I feel like that's always a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if you think that there's more than enough and there's room for everyone to play, I believe that's also a self-fulfilling prophecy. And people can, you know, kind of just find the voice that they resonate with and that they like. So this works both ways. Don't feel like the market is ever too saturated for you or your voice because you have something unique to bring to the table just like I do. Number four, think of the mistakes, think of the failures as learning opportunities. I truly believe that I am a success today because of my failures. Like if you don't have any sort of failures, if you've never struggled, first of all, it's really hard for people to resonate with you. If you won't share your flaws, if you don't share the things you've overcome, like how can anyone trust you? And they don't necessarily have to be the most intimate parts of your life, like why you got divorced or, you know, what your internal demons are. No, no, no. I'm talking about, you know, business mistakes. Like when you go in a direction and it's not working out, it's okay to say, hmm, this isn't working out. I'm going to back up a few steps and think about how to approach this from a different angle or a different way so that I can be more successful. But be grateful for those opportunities because they are little business gems. They're bonuses that help you get it figured out so that you do know which way to go and that you can feel that you're going in the right direction when you are headed that way. Number five is whenever you create something, when you are working on social media or your website or your podcast, whatever platform you're choosing to share on, you want to make sure that you are adding your personality so that you look like a real person. Have you ever looked at someone's Instagram feed and it was just too curated? You're like, what? There's like too many images here. Or there's way too many stock photos. Like I can't tell if this is a real person or if this is like a fake person or a fake brand. Same thing with your website. Like, have you ever been to a website that had absolutely no personality. It looks like they just took the template from WordPress and started to publish things. And you are like wondering if your product that you ordered is even going to ship. You're like, is this legit? Um, Make sure you're adding your own color scheme, personal photos, you know, integrate your social media into your website and vice versa so that people can kind of do some research and some digging. I find that whenever I fall in love with somebody or I'm attracted to a new personality online, that's the first thing I want to do is go back to the beginning and figure out where they started. And so for the very last tip I want to share is make sure that you are documenting the journey. This is the most important step in becoming an expert. You've got to start somewhere. And the thing that is the absolute best secret is the journey is what makes you the expert. I've mentioned before that Oprah Winfrey, Rachel Ray, and Joanna Gaines all have one thing in common. And that is that they did not go to school or have a degree in what they are known for as experts now. Like for crying out loud, like Rachel Ray never went to culinary school. She just loved cooking and she's so good at it that nobody cares. Nobody cares. And and no one's saying to her, Rachel Ray, you need to go back to culinary school. Who do you think you are having a cooking show? No one cares. 
Same thing with Joanna Gaines. Like she does home interiors. I don't know if you know this, but all growing up, she worked for her dad's tire shop. And when she graduated from high school, he was grooming her to take over the tire shop. And I think I can say for everyone, especially all of us with white kitchens, we are so grateful that she didn't stick with the tire shop, right? I mean, Shiplap has changed my life and I just love everything that she puts out. I'm so grateful. So remember, it's sharing your journey and sharing the things that you love and that you're passionate about consistently. That is what will make you the expert. You've got to post as often as possible. I was told by a mentor, post every day for a year. That's why I have this crazy goal to post on my podcast every day for a year. And I promise you that if you have to put out content like that, you are going to soar above and beyond competitors because there will be more history for people to binge on you, on your thoughts, on your ideas, on the things that you are inspired by, and it will make them even more attracted to what you're doing and that they'll want to do business with you. I'm so glad to be back here. I'm excited to get back in the groove with recording my episodes, and I'm so grateful that you're here joining me. Thank you. Thank you. And I will catch you in the next episode.